Hey, this is Trap Grub. I am the host of Repot It, the rerouted podcast today. We're missing Brian Shoning because he's off doing a bunch of other busy work that I sent him to do. But I'm the CEO and founder of Rerouted, and I'm here with Lauren Abernathy of Good Spray Climbing and originally the Cinderella Story blog. And I'd love for her to say hello, and I'll give her a better introduction after she says hi. <laughs> well, hey, chap. Thanks so much for having me. And hi, guys. I am Lauren Abernathy, founder and owner of Good Spray Climbing, LLC. Cool. And so I, I remember I read a bunch of Lauren's blogs, and she's been really working hard to, to train. And she's had a little bit of an unusual situation over the past you know, six months, year living in COVID, still trying to be an outdoor rock climber. Lauren, where were you? Ooh, okay. So it all started back in um, Hoboken, New Jersey, which is essentially New York City for everyone not from the area. In March, when it started for everyone, and I know everyone's had a pretty unusual year, but city life during COVID got exceptionally wild. So from about March through May, I had no access to climbing at all. And I was basically training in my apartment with like some weights and a hangboard. And how, I did not get to climb your, for months. <laughs> how big is your apartment, Lauren? Oh, my apartment was 800 square feet. So Lauren was in an 800 square foot apartment and she had set her goal at the beginning of the year to climb what grade, Lauren? Outside? 13A. That, that was her goal going into the year, and she was just kind of talking off mic about her journey through this past year because she, in my accordance, she reached her goal. She might not have found the exact number that she was looking for, but she achieved something very special. So, Lauren, just tell, talk a little bit more about where you started and, and what that was like having that access to climbing in January and then losing it come March. Oh yeah. So just to back up. So like coming off of my 2020 year, I cracked 12 a in 2020 and I was starting to send them pretty fast. And then I set this goal of like, what if I could climb 13 a by the end of 2020 or cracked 12 a in 2019, pardon me, what year is it even? But, (laughs) (laughs) but so then, you know, like had a nice little, like few months where I got to train and I was really amped up to like go outside and see what I could do. Um, and then March rolled around, all the spring trips got canceled. And then uh, I guess all, all hell broke loose, if you will. Yeah. So then I thought, well, maybe it's still possible. Um, and you know, so where, where were you going to go? What trip got canceled? What was the first big trip that you were going to go on? That got first canceled? big trip. I, so the red river gorge is my, my favorite place. So I was going to be going there in March and then super canceled that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then, yeah. so then you got, you went from having all these trips planned, potentially you were climbing in the gym, I assume all winter. That yep. was that was where you were climbing. And so mm-hmm. then you were stuck with a hangboard and kettlebells. Is that what you said? Yep. As soon as lockdown started happening, I freaked out and then I bought a few kettlebells. <laughs> well, that's lucky because I know a lot of people couldn't get kettlebells. Yep, so, I saw the writing on the wall and I was like, yep, going to buy these right now. Like this that, isn't ending anytime soon. That's, that's awesome. And so what? 
sounds like you had a background in fitness and training before you got stuck in your apartment. How did you start thinking about crafting these routines with such limited resources? Right. So I think one of the main things that I took into consideration when I was figuring out how I was going to train comes down to the tools that I had. Um, and I, so I am a climbing coach and I have my personal trainer certification through NASM. So I have, you know, obviously have a fitness background, like you said, but something I thought was really interesting throughout COVID was that all these people were like, oh my God, how am I going to keep my endurance up through this? Right. And my thought was like, why the hell would I try to keep my endurance up? Like, I'm obviously not going to be sport climbing for months. And right. something I think climbers don't realize often is that strength is sort of the basis of all other physical attributes. So really my whole thought was like, well, shit, I'm going to get wicked strong while I'm in my apartment. Right. And then I can deal with the, I can deal with the endurance later when the time comes, when it does get to be, you know, time to get back outside. Yeah. So I just got my fingers super strong and I worked on getting the rest of my body really strong. And then my endurance came back just fine. So I think that's, awesome. that's something that was important. Like I'm not, like people are like, how can I train endurance on a hangboard? And I'm like, why are you trying to use a wrench as a hammer? Like, right. don't. <laughs> I mean, you can, and it's, you know, it's something that you can do, but I think that was like a common misconception that people went through where I was like, mm -mm, I'm just going to get real strong while I'm in here and try to keep my like general fitness up. <laughs> and that was what I did. So. I absolutely love that analogy. You really have to know what tools you have at your disposal and make sure you're doing what makes sense. It, so you had, you had a hangboard and these kettleballs, and then you were obviously doing crunches, push-ups, <laughs> all, all the rest of those kind of circuit training kinds of exercises, correct? Right, exactly. So a lot of, let's see, some of my favorites were, we can get into these more later, but some of my favorites were hanging straight leg raises with a pull-up bar. Those are okay. like my, my go-to ab exercise. They are really hard um <laughs> and a lot of people can't even like you know it's a progression to even get your toes to the bar so a lot of people are like yeah this is pretty hard getting my legs sure. to 90 degrees and like so that's a really good one i did a lot of that uh yeah kettlebells can really get you working through a lot there's tons you can do with kettlebells obviously push-ups are a great body weight <laughs> exercise so tons of things like that to keep myself motivated and doing stuff while locked in an apartment. <laughs> so Lauren and I, Lauren and I actually have a plan to kind of incorporate some engagement and really work with you guys and show off some of these techniques that she's developed. And she's really developed them under the name of her, her company, Good Spray Climbing. Lauren, will you give me a little bit more details about Good Spray Climbing and kind of what, what the philosophy is behind what you're doing over there? Sure thing. So I started, so obviously, as Chap mentioned, I, I had a blog for a couple of years where I wrote about my own training and climbing, and I came to realize that I love climbing training so much that I actually started my own coaching company. So this past, uh, let's see, it was September, I actually put my notice in at my job, and now I'm running my business full time. So it is a remote climbing coaching business and I work with athletes all over the world. I've had people in 
Finland, California, I've got someone starting in Alaska, you name it, all over the place. And essentially, I work with clients remotely to help them get stronger with whatever schedule or tools they have available. So I've worked with people who, you know, only have a van to, you know, your standard, I've got a climbing gym and I go outside on the weekends. So it's been really cool. I work with a lot of weekend warriors like my former self to help them get stronger <laughs> climbing while having a normal life. So that's so I awesome. love it. <laughs> that's so awesome. And what a, what a cool niche to be in because there is so many walks. There are so many walks of life that are climbing and having that access to coaching has not always been available. I mean, I know even going back 20 years, the, the access to climbing coaches was next to none. So the fact that you're able to coach somebody that's in a van, that's so, that's so free. <laughs> that's so freaking cool. So I guess obviously don't, you don't need to name any names, but I'm, I'm curious, do you have one kind of client story that sticks out to you? Oh man, there's so many, but I'll start with, let's see, I won't, I won't name any names here, but one, someone who's had a really awesome transformation that I've been really psyched about. Um, so he is also, he's akin to me because I was a corporate project manager that was very stressed out before Mm. I started my own company. And he, he also is, um, (laughs) but when he started out, you know, he's like busy, he's stressed and, a lot of what he was doing to train was really time consuming. And it was funny because when I gave him his training plan, he was like, wow, this is so much simpler and actually going to take less of my time. Right. So I was able to give him something that was more optimal for his schedule and life. And he has crushed it this season. He, he did his first 11 D in a handful of tries that same day. He sent an 11 C a few weeks later, did his first 12 a then like a couple weeks ago, he did two V sixes in a day. And he just sent like a third one, like a week ago, he's about to go to stone Fort as at the time we are recording this. Well, I don't know if his travel plans are going to get canceled, Who knows? (laughs) but anyways, it's been so sick to see this like transformation for him and watch him crush and just be really stoked for him. So that's that's one, that's one that's, He's done awesome. I had another guy send his first 514 while wow. training in a van too. So that was pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, it's been sweet. It's been such a cool first few months, like getting to be a coach. I'm so that's, proud of all my athletes. <laughs> that's so awesome, Lauren. And I'm really excited. We'll make sure to plug Lauren's coaching info down in the show notes. She'll plug it at the end of the show too. I think it's just, is it goodspreadclimbing.com? Yeah. Okay, cool. And like I said, we'll do it again. You'll see it in the show notes. So Lauren was telling me a little bit about a musical background (laughs) she had, and we are going to segue this into following her on Instagram. And, you know, we have a couple standard questions and then we want to talk a little bit more about the competition, but Lauren, tell me, tell me just a little bit about what you want to do with your musical background. Uh, yes. So I, before, before this, and before I swerved my life and got an engineering degree, I actually did a ton of musicals. Um, I was in a couple <laughs> professional productions and things of that nature. So I love music and I don't want music to not be a part of my life. So I've been working on rewriting pop and Broadway songs as climbing parodies as like a Fantastic. fun side project. And um, yeah, still in the works. Hopefully getting recorded soon, but very excited to share with everyone. I think everyone can use a little bit of amusement. (laughs) Yes. And it sounds like it, 
potentially could be a really nice like new year holiday surprise so make sure follow lauren on instagram where where can they find you on instagram at good spray coaching no spaces or anything like that just easy easy at good spray coaching so i mentioned through lauren's skills as good spray coaching she's gonna help get she mentioned what a corporate project manager is that what you used to do (laughs) Boy, boy, do I feel like a corporate project manager. I feel like a freaking cubicle monkey, Lauren. All I do (laughs) is sit in my office and bust my booty and try and get stuff done. So what I'm really excited about is Lauren has been really working at kind of starting to prepare a maintenance routine for me, especially as we down here in New Mexico are going into some really serious lockdown protocols. I know that I need to do a better job and be more responsible with getting myself active because I always have been spoiled learn and I've never had to train because I've always been able to just go climbing, right? Like I've been able to just go out to the rock and go climbing three times a week. And it was awesome. That's what I did all through college. That's what I did when I, well, when I lived in my van, I didn't do anything but go rock climbing. (laughs) But um, I'm really excited though. So Lauren and I are kind of planning this competition and we're really going to form formally announce it later this week but um well what what i want lauren to do is maybe just talk about like maybe one or two basic tips for somebody that's stuck inside trying to figure out a way to kind of plan and conceive their their workout routine right okay so i think tip number one i'll make it a little bit general but something i think people get really hung up on is things being absolutely perfect when it comes to their sessions but I really like this expression which is anything worth doing is worth doing poorly which sounds really weird because usually it's the other way around but hear me out so imagine we're talking about brushing your teeth if you know let's say you're like I don't have time to brush my teeth for two minutes so I'm just not going to do it at all because two minutes is perfection I think basically any dentist would tell you like, well, it'd be better if you brushed your teeth for 30 seconds every day instead of never. So training is the literal exact same way. So if you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't have a hangboard. I don't have this. I can't go climbing. Like what's the point? Let's throw our hands up in the air and sit on the couch, which is fair. A global pandemic is very stressful. And if you're just like, I don't care, I am going to watch Netflix and feel my feelings then. Right on. Live your life. That is also a very, it's very normal response to a global (laughs) catastrophe. I get it. But if you're like me and moving helps you feel better and that's something you want to do, then work with what you have and be ready for imperfection because, you know, like, yeah, it would have been really ideal this year if I had a climbing gym the whole time and things were normal, but I didn't and I still basically got my goals accomplished. So you can do the same thing. So I would say be prepared for things to be imperfect and to work through that anyway. So that is tip number one. I love it. Yeah. And That's then great. tip number two, I think would be, oh, okay. This is such a hot take, but I think having an actual plan for your training when you are in lockdown um, is a lot more effective than grabbing every random Instagram workout or every random thing. Because doing a bunch of random stuff is going to get you random results. 
Right. So I would say lockdown would be the time to really invest in having like some kind of simple structured plan that works with what you're doing. And this could be like real simple stuff, like grab a climbing coach's body weight only training program and do that. Or just say like, you know, uh, I can only do five pushups. I want to be able to do 25 pushups by the end of lockdown, work on pushups a few times a week. So keeping it really simple and actually having a plan and physical goals and where you want to go is going to be a lot better than doing a bunch of random stuff every other week or a few times a week. That, that is a real hot take. And I love that piece of (laughs) advice. I just want to, key in on this one phrase that she said, doing random things gets you random results. That's awesome. That's a really, really amazing takeaway from what what Lauren was talking about. So Lauren, I know we kind of got distracted from your kind of year long story as we (laughs) close in on the end of 2020. So you said at the end of 2019, you were climbing what grade and you decided to set it for 13 or 13A? 12A. So you climbed 12A at the end of 2019. She said she wanted to climb 13A by the end of this year. So you had, what, three months of pure lockdown, nothing. And then you had, what, you went back to the gym for a little bit? Is is that right? Yep. So I did end up getting to go on a little trip to Wyoming in Wild Iris, which was great. And then I had some months in gym and then... Perks of quitting your job and moving elsewhere. I got to move to New Hampshire for a little bit and move to the Red River Gorge. So I did get some time to train in a real gym for a little bit. So the latter half of the year was much better. Then I got a finger injury as soon as I got to New Hampshire. Well, Uh like two weeks before I got to New Hampshire, which Uh uh, sucked. So Operation Climb Harder and Up My Red Point in New Hampshire got canceled. So got to the red and I was like... All right, last shot. Let's make this shit happen. Right, so. right. So then you're in the red. That you've been there right for the past month or so. Is that is that right? Yep, I just got back. So I was there um, mid October through mid November. And that's okay. honestly. So I've been. I lived in the red this time of year. I was there for Halloween. I don't know six six years ago. <laughs> now it's been so long since I lived in my van. But best time of year to be climbing out there. Lauren has, tell them over the course of this very bizarre, very crazy year, how close did you get to achieving that goal of 13A? Pretty damn. So uh, when I got to the red, I just kind of went like, okay, yeah, my new red point is 12B. And sure, I could like do not what you're supposed to do, but I think what a lot of people would tell you to do, which is like, okay, now you do 12D and then you do a few of those and then you get to touch 12D after that. But like, honestly, I've done so many 512As and Bs that I was like, that's stupid. And I'm getting on a 12D because this route looks sick and then I'm going to do it. (laughs) I love it. That's a great mentality to have as a climber. You just got to go for it. So what what was the name of the climb that you did? So I did end up sending Jesus Wept, which is the 12D. Um, nice. I called it Yeezy Weeps throughout the process because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is very funny. I agree. <laughs> so. That's that's yeah. awesome. And you said, what, you, it was roughly like eight, eight, tri- eight days of trying? Eight attempts? Yep. Eight that, sessions. Eight God knows sessions. how many attempts, but. Right, right. that's <laughs> that's so that's I guess um you know I I'm kind of 
I'm curious as somebody who has done a lot of crack climbing and somebody who is, I'm a little bit belligerent. I'm a big fan of doing different climbs every time, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what the outcome is, just because I'm, yeah. I'm an explorer and an adventure. So I guess for somebody that's looking to start projecting routes, what, what's one way that you can like, or that you would frame it for people that, that are looking to get excited about that? Yeah. Okay. So things that are important to know about kind of like picking, I would call this more of like a mega project. And to be frank, like up until this year, I've never gotten to like go outside climbing <laughs> that much. So most of my projects in the past have been like, well, this has to happen over the course of one or two weekends. Otherwise sure. I'm not going to get to get back here. So I think starting out like that, like trying to rack up like quicker sends that still take you a few days is like a good way to do it. Um, good, especially good if you're advice. kind of at the beginning of your climbing career. But that being said, you know, if you do get to a place where you're just like, man, I feel like I'm at a certain level and I haven't like progressed past this in a while, like maybe it's time to just say screw it and get on something harder. <laughs> but when it comes to picking a project, this is my kind of like rubric of what the, what the climb needs to have. So obviously it needs to challenge you in some way. And that doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be like in grade. Like I'm more... I'm better at certain styles. So like, you know, if it's like something super slopey, like maybe projecting a ridiculously slopey 12C is going to be super hard for me. So it doesn't have to be challenging from a red point perspective. It just has to challenge you in some way. And you need to know that while you're working on it, you're going to learn something. Yeah. And then you need to like it. Like, even if yeah. it's your anti-style, like you need to like it. Like if you get on yeah. it, you're just like, I think nothing about this climb is cool or inspiring. Yeah. Then like, that sucks. You don't want to spend like a bunch of time. Yeah. On it. Like, I love that advice, Lauren. That's awesome. Do you have more? Cause that's so, so helpful. Yeah. And then I think lastly, this one's kind of like driving Miss Daisy, but like, <laughs> you need to be practical a little yeah. bit about it too. Like if you're, you know, if you're pro picking something that you're going to do on the weekends and I mean, this can go either way. Right. But like, let's say you pick something where you're going to do it on the weekends, but also it's a three hour hike in and a three hour hike out, but you really want to send it in a month. Okay. Awesome. That is six hours plus a weekend that you're spending hiking. And obviously that's an exaggeration, right. but like factor these things in like are you yeah. going to be able to get a partner that wants to go to that with you or are you just going to get like screwed texting people and like not going to be able to get <laughs> even if it's a boulder too right sure. like if you just got to think about the practical things or conversely like if it's a super popular route and you know that a bajillion people are trying to give it burns on the weekend and it's right. going to be hard to like sneak in red point burns like that's hard too not that you can't do it but just like think about these things and plan like you know give yourself practically the best shot you have at getting more time on it so that you can get I, it done i i love that lauren <laughs> so that's lauren's projecting advice was uh make it challenging um the second one was freaking love it and the third one was be practical and i really those are those are really awesome concepts to encourage you to go out and project so to, I, I kind of have two questions that we always ask, ask our guests, Lauren. One is kind of give me the five sentence, the, the short summary of one of your favorite trips of all time. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Let's see. So this past October, 
luckily for me, I actually <laughs> got to go on a trip to Mallorca. What? Um, yeah, it was sick. So it was my second time there ever, but this time um, my now fiance got to come with me. So nice. he got to like see what Mallorca was like. Shout out Rockbusters Guiding. Uh, they do a nice. great job with their trip out there, but it was just amazing. And I, you know, I sent routes that the year previously I looked at and I was like, how the hell could I ever do that? And then I That's like awesome. came back and, and just like more background on me. Like I used to be horribly afraid of heights, like crying on a top rope. Like if you would have watched me my first six months of climbing, you'll be like, yeah, that girl's going to quit tomorrow. She hates it. She's That's crying. Awesome, right. Lauren. So being able to like deep water solo and take like 45 foot whips into water and just be Woo! like, it's fine. Let's go. Was really magical. And my work is beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> what? That's a great, great answer. And my orca is Spain. Spain, yes, an island off the coast of Spain. It's in Real Real Rock 12 is where Chris yeah. Sharma has like a big segment and you'll just watch it and you'll be like, sick, I would like to go there. Yeah. It's great. And I can actually, I'll send you a link. I wrote a blog post about how to do that trip on the Super Cheap if Sweet. people are interested. So yes. I'll send you that link. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> Lauren. Please do that. We'd really appreciate that. And then the kind of last big question that I have for you is, Tell me a really sentimental piece of gear, something that you really love that's been with you on so many trips, something that means a lot to you that you take. Okay, so it's my chalk bag. Your chalk is... bag? <laughs> yeah. It's broken, which is kind of funny. Um, it doesn't completely like close shut anymore. But I stole, well, okay. And I kind <laughs> of stole it from... Well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but he's my fiance. I kind of <laughs> stole it from him because I left it at the climbing gym. And then I went to like claim it at the lost and found. And the guy just looked at me. He's like, you seem to lose your chalk bag a lot. Like you should really write your name on this. And I was like, okay. And then I like wrote in Sharpie my name on it. And then like my boyfriend looks at the chalk bag and he was like, you bum. Like I won that at the like little stupid top rope comp. Like you just wrote your name on my chalk bag. And That's I was like, hilarious. Sorry, I'll buy you a new one, but like it has my name on it now. I just got nervous and then I wrote my name. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> I still have it from so like five what, years ago. <laughs> what color is it? What does it look like? It's light blue. Light blue. What? What? Does it have any funny designs on it? Is it just? No, it's blue? like it's it's all blue. It doesn't close, but I love it. <laughs> do, you, do you still use it when you're out climbing, or do you have another? Oh yeah. One? Nice. Nope. That's. That's awesome. I, I, I love that answer. Chalk bag. You know, it's so funny, Lauren. I don't, maybe you're not as uh, forgetful as I am. I have on a couple of occasions been known to leave my chalk bag at home or in the car. So I don't have a chalk bag with me, but it is funny how it's almost like there's this phantom reaction where you're reaching for your chalk bag. Even if you don't have it, you're like on the wall and you know you don't have it, but you still put your hand back there hoping that you get that little boost. Oh man. Yeah, I bet. Even like, even when we're shaking out, like even if we're not chalking up, we just like put our hands near the chalk bag just because it's like, why would I put my hand not awkwardly behind my back when yeah, I'm shaking of course, out? Of course not. <laughs> I, I, I've done it in some real life situations too. I'm a little stressed. You just put your hand back there. It's like, oh yeah, that'll make it better. Uh, all right, Lauren. Well, so give me, give me the final plugs there. So what are we looking for? Goodspraycoaching.com. Right. Climbing.com. Goodspraycoaching.com. Good. Right. There you go. That's right. Goodspraycoaching. Good 
on the Instagrams. Okay. And if you want to work with me, uh, stay tuned. I've got some fun offers coming up in 2021. And Chap nice. and I have got an awesome challenge coming up for you guys. Heck yeah. And then Lauren, you're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook at Good Spray Coaching as well. Cool. Well, we'll make sure to get all of that plugged in the show notes. Lauren, thanks so much for keeping me company today. Really excited to announce the competition with you guys a couple days from now and talk to you guys a little bit more about that. But thanks so much, Lauren. And everybody go check out her stuff and go click on all of her links. She's awesome. We'll definitely share that blog post about how to go to Mallorca, Spain cheaply because I think Sam and I want to go to Mallorca, Spain cheaply. So <laughs> we're, we're in. Um, thank you again, Lauren. From everybody here at Rerouted, that's Repotted, the Rerouted podcast. Thank you.